Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Back before podcasts existed, indeed, back before there was even an internet, thugs with shotguns burst into the village shop, taking the lovely Betty, clever Debbie, rich businessman Jack, and the waste of space that is Kate Aldridge hostage. One of the gun-toting raiders was the evil Clive Horobin, rumoured to be the son of not the layabout Bert, but of Darth Vader himself. Clive Skywalking Vader became a fugitive after this epic siege. His whereabouts shrouded in mystery as he was hidden and given succour by his sister Susan Carter, the high priestess of gossip from the dairy in the village shop. Fortunately, Clive was eventually captured and brought to justice at Her Majesty's pleasure. Sadly, prison was not strong enough to contain the pure evil that was Clive Skywalking Vader, and he eventually escaped. And once freed, his hatred of our picturesque village quickly became manifest in devilish form. For reasons that are now lost in the dark midst of time and the many plot lines that have befallen our beloved Ambridge over its 66 years of broadcasting, he turned his deathly eye onto the saintly George Barford, he who was a noble soul and husband of Christine. On one fateful night upon release from bondage, Clive Skywalking Vader Horobin firebombed the Barford's home, the old police house, leaving George and Chris homeless and bereft of all possessions. All they had left was each other, and noble George supported Christine throughout this terrible ordeal until his untimely death, which sadly left her a widow. We can only speculate about how this story would have ended had they simply installed an ADT smoke detector. Would they have been alerted to the raging inferno sooner? Could they have saved their home and the contents therein before the flames of Vader destroyed everything which they held dear? Some believe it was the strain of the incident that caused George's untimely demise just one year after the fire. Some say you can't put a price on a life, but you can put a price on an ADT smoke detector. And guess what? They start from as little as 7p a day. Some say that's a small price to pay. Hi, this is Vicky from Kenya in Vancouver with Jan from Cannes. We've had another mini meetup, this time involving ice cream rather than gin. But really good fun. And we've got a dumpty dum for you. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay. 
This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the winsome, big-eyed puppy that is Robert Wilson. With me, I have the soggy newspaper all over the kitchen floor that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our inappropriate birthday present is you. This week's Dumpty Tum is from Jan from Cannes and Vicky Cole. Thank you, ladies. Lucy, if someone else has a Dumpty Dum they want to send to us, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or decide that although we need to control our borders, it won't stop you chasing after a Bulgarian woman as long as you keep your Brexit vote quiet, call us on 02030313105. Or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosme for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs and to Shambridges for her voices. And to Derek, learn in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek uh, brought along his homemade sauerkraut to Bridge Farm to, uh, mm. for Tom to try. Uh, Tom asked if he could see the recipe. But Derek said it wasn't actually so much a recipe as something he'd found when his waste disposal packed up. <laughs> On this week's episode, we have views from Glyn Fullerlove, who wonders why the farmers of Ambridge are so unentrepreneurial. And you put that in there, so I would cock that up, and I didn't. So I'm really <laughs> pleased about that. Witherspoon says Tom makes him sick. Jojo Sexyheel says she'll miss Caroline. And Goddess Diva who's shipping like mad. But first, let's have Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. We began the week moaning about the Filthy Fingers Cafe. I've been behind it since the start, hooted Jill, who discovered it four days before it shut. The Filthy <laughs> Fingers is going to be taken over by... Les Sœurs Heureuses, or Sœurs Heureuses, as Christy referred to it. <laughs> Hootie has decided that she will now not set foot inside it, despite the fact that she was never going to anyway. She had a right pop at Brian for going to the gala evening, and he, with his usual totally stone-deaf sensibility, invited her to go with him. Hootie was outraged at his having a gala evening with the Socialist Workers' Party instead. Recycled food from what she can salvage when they hose out the trolleys at Underwoods, and then the evening ends the lively game of who's first up against the wall and a chorus of the red flag. Matt has bought Lillian a puppy, the single most inconsiderate present one person can buy another. You'd think that Lillian would have had enough of sharing her home with something incontinent that licks strangers. But no, <laughs> judging by the noise it makes, though, it's one of those clockwork dogs that people give to babies. You wind them up and then they flip. Oh, bit like Lillian. <laughs> Lexi and Krusty are getting on famously. Lexi has got a degree in hospitality. Ooh, maybe she can take over flip-flop counting from Krusty when she retires to become a full-time living Marxist. Roy decided to suspend his membership of the EDL and try and make friends with Lexi, which he did by deliberately using words he never normally uses to confuse her and asking her about life in Romania. She didn't know, as she's Bulgarian. Uh, he had a revelation that Yob was boy backwards. Roy, you're a collip. David's just twigged that Brian was considering him to be Rory's attorney, but the fact that David came bowling up in a bath chair put him off. So Ruth is going to do it. That'll be nice for everyone. The thing is, with the febrile atmosphere around the table at home farm, when they're all arguing over money, what you need is someone who isn't going to inflame the situation by becoming overly emotional and dramatic. Ah, oh well. 
She can always drive them to a service station car park and back over them. Rex had a lovely <laughs> birthday party on Tuesday, which was a lot of fun. And he got off with a blonde woman we don't know. And it was all very exciting. But were we there? Were we chuff? Harassment has big news. Fallon has gone from looking in the paper casually and discussing potential houses with Emma while she talked about how she dreamt of living in a pig shed while up to her waist in chicken giblets to panicking somehow that she didn't want to marry Harassment even though Harassment hadn't asked her to. Anyway, it was all sorted out because he said, oh, but I want to. And she said, oh, go on then. Matt has set up a company called Smelling Equestrian Events Limited with Hugo Smelling and Latif and his teeth. You can always smell an equestrian event a mile away anyway, in my opinion. We went to the Borsetshire Food Awards with Helen and Tom. What a fun pair they are. They're both the kind of people that would make you hurriedly change tube carriages. Tom had bought along a banner about fermented food so big you could see it from space. Matt said Justin had a finger in too many pies, which is frankly unhygienic at a food mm. and drink awards. One of the people that won had made a gooseberry and Earl Grey infusion. Gooseberry is the sharpest thing in the world and makes your ears go funny when you eat it. And Earl Grey tastes like washing up liquid. So whoever picked that one was clearly one over the eight. Helen won again with her Borsetshire Blue, but she was up against a rustic spelt sourdough loaf, which I'd imagine looked and tasted like a house brick. You could have put one of Auntie Cardboard's gingers up against a spelt sourdough loaf and Edwin hands down. Tom accept, attempted to accept on behalf of Bridge Farm as Jack was feigning a temperature in an effort to stop Pat force-feeding him a pureed veg box. But luckily, Helen came back and wrestled the mic off Tom before he attempted to give a real-time, if graphic, demonstration of exactly what kimchi did to one's colon. Quite frankly, Firm and Tom, we've all heard you talk shit quite often oh. enough. And in a horrifying end to the week, Justin and Lillian are going to see the revival of Hair. Whatever's left of it that didn't go down the plug hole anyway. So, many happy returns, Lillian. Waving your birthstone about, pissed on gin. Stark is on the West End stage. Clockwork dog frisking about your heels. And Tiger glowering at you from the corner. Happy birthday, Puscat. Oh, that was equally marvellous as the last time I spoke <laughs> to you. <laughs> There's an awful lot to talk about this week, isn't there? Yes, Don't you think? there is. Well, first, we do on. the sad, sad, sad stuff first. What did you think of yeah. the Caroline thing? Well, I've been, as we were discussing before, the big, light, the big red on-air light came on above my bed. Um, I, I've been in Wales all week. And so I was catching up either by sitting in a car in, in a campsite in Wales listening on Radio 4, because I got very good dab reception there, but no mobile reception, or I had to download it in a pub while I was having my, my dinner. So I, I caught up in dribs and drabs. But um, I was actually sitting in the hire car next to my tent when uh, when Caroline died. And uh, yeah, it was I thought the acting and the, the, and the writing was stupendous, mm. especially mm. from I can never remember the chap's name who plays Oliver. Mm. Uh, but just the way he got that, that break in his yeah. voice in certain places was you could tell that comes from Years of experience on the stage and, and also, I mean, in the thing, life. The thing is, when when an actor dies that you have yes. worked with on a one to one, but you have a you sort of have a faux you have a faux int intimacy. But I would imagine mm. you have a kind of a genuine one too. And and when someone dies, it's a terrible shock. And then when they die on air on the program, mm. you have to go you through it, it again. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, I thought it was it was very moving and that kind of sense of him being all over the place and yeah uh, and they didn't do that thing which i can't stand where they go oh she is a oh she was a 
but, yeah. but you know you think I was so hackneyed that they didn't do that at all it was you know but it was so sweet when he said about she bought too many peaches in the marketplace and all that it was just very yeah very sweet very the sweet bit, the bit that got me and I did I didn't blub but I did well up and I had a trembly chin was when um was it in that episode or was it a later episode when um when Lillian and and Linda were chatting mm. and then Linda um they were talking about the dog and then they mentioned Caroline and then Linda started to cry and and then uh, then she said um then um Lillian said oh if I can untangle myself yeah. from that dog I'll come over there and give you a big yeah. hug and I yeah. was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. See ya. So sad. yeah, but we knew we knew it was coming. We yep. just didn't know when or how. And I, she I didn't. Guess... Sarah Coward had said that she wanted the the character to to carry on, but there would have been. Yeah. I was finding it a little bit awkward when they were talking about her mm. as still alive. Anyway, when 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 Clary was saying, "Well, when when Oliver and Caroline come back," and I was thinking, "Ah, don't talk." You know, it mm. felt it felt weird. So. I'm sort of relieved that they've that she's died on the show as well. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, I can understand why. And I don't think anyone else could have done it. I mean, I know how no. I know how, how how willing they are to to bring in replacement <laughs> members of the cast. Yeah. But seemingly, when they don't need replacing, when someone actually does, they don't do it. But uh, I'm glad they didn't because she had such a beautiful voice. And oh, she did, didn't she? Yeah, I can't really imagine anybody. And she'd been doing it for so long. I can't really imagine anybody being able to step into those shoes really and there was that that nice bit when when I can't, who said it to brian she said oh you were quite close to caroline yeah it was well, Lillian. They, yeah was it and lillian you, again and he well, said yes i was because yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. they'd had a bit of a, an affair hadn't they yes Goodness i think me. i think jennifer knew about that and that's why she was always a little bit frosty with caroline there was always a slight frisson between the two of them yeah, and I guess they they're, they're kind of they have a, a, a similar status, a, a social status, yeah. and I think Jennifer would be uncomfortable with that. Caroline probably not, but Jennifer likes mm. to be the queen bee, doesn't mm-hmm. she? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Sad. Sadly missed the actress and the character. Yeah, definitely. But you know, this opens up a, a, a lot more questions. Uh, for example, what what will happen to yeah, Grange Nash. Farm, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then Grey Gables. Yes. Well, I can't believe it's a coincidence that Lexi has a career has a has a training in hospitality. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think she might end up with Roy, and they'll take over Grey Gables together. Okay. I was going to say maybe Matt will buy it with with his ill-gotten horse racing games. You still think he's actually going to make any money out of this? Well, yeah. Well, maybe. I think I think he's trained Ruby, the dog, to uh, memorise Justin's bank account details. <laughs> and it'll bark it out She's in Morse code. She's fitted with a chip to, to, yeah. to beam back information. Well, you can get those little cameras on dog collars yeah. so you can spy on people, can't you? Yeah. Not that I would know anything about that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I did think i'm not sure oh no witherspoon should we do witherspoon's call because then because he mentions this yeah let's see what the caller in is of called in about hello ambridge 3962 
Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs Mercy Greetings, Lucy Robert Yoko Bearer, whoever is not on holiday, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world, with a spoon and Angus Haggis here. First off, a note to Tom and the scriptwriters. I had kimchi and some other fermented food once at a restaurant in Flushing, Queens, an area with one of the largest populations of East Asian people outside of the Asian continent, and simply detested it. So whenever Tom mentions his new food obsession, I get a bit queasy. But I must say, I greatly disagree with Royfield about Tom's decision to not be Rory's attorney. I thought it was exactly the right thing for Tom to do. As Pat advised him, he would have wound up getting in the middle of disputes between the Aldridges, and he would have gotten some of the blame. Tom is not the mediator type. He shoots from the hip and usually winds up shooting himself in the foot. And he isn't a young man who would benefit from mentoring. He is 36 and a half years old. Therapy, on the other hand, would be a good thing for him. And also note, the way Tom and Helen were interacting at the Food and Drink Awards, they could have easily been mistaken for Josh and Pip. And Lucy, just to continue our difference of opinion about Justin and Matt, I know we thought Lillian's affair with Justin would not end well for her. The scriptwriters have decided to develop Justin in a different direction, and this week, between his support of Lillian turning 70 and his embrace of Ruby, he is exhibiting mensch-like qualities, while Matt remains a heel and a con artist. We'll see where this goes in the future. That's it for today, another beautiful one in the Hudson Valley. Our two-week holiday commences next weekend, but I'll try to give a call during it. Talk to you soon. Well, mm. I agree with Witherspoon that uh, Tom made the right decision not to be Rua Rua Rua's attorney, because I think... Brian would absolutely. Tom's such a flaky nook. I think I think Brian could have just waggled his finger and Tom would have gone, Oh, sorry, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to say? All right, Uncle Brian. Yeah. La, 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 la. Complete pushover. Um, yeah, he also, would have wilted like yesterday's yeah. kimchi, wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> um, I think kimchi can actually survive nuclear war. I don't really think it go, <laughs> ever goes off or anything. But I think um, also when Royfield was saying about, you know, uh, it would he would have been really good for him to um to get uh some 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 grounding in in how business works and seen a big proper board meet. I mean, he's thirty six. If he was seventeen, then it would mm. have been interesting. But if he was seventeen, he wouldn't be the attorney, would he? Because he could have had Rory. Um, so uh, you know, I, I do think I do think that uh that they made the right decision there. Um, I still not sure about. I know what you're saying with a spoon. I know Matt is an ass. But I also think Lillian is a bit of an ass, to be honest, you know, in a nice way. The thing is, she was frantically checking her messages to see if she'd got one from Justin. No, from Matt, Matt. on her birthday. Yep. You know, Jennifer said, well, you, you, you're you not listening to me. You'll keep checking your phone. Mm-hmm. What are you checking for? And he gave her this ridiculous... It's You know, it's that... They always say it's not it's not hate that kills a relationship. It's um, it's uh, indifference. And mm. she is desperately trying to pretend to be indifferent to Matt. And she isn't at all. And he knows exactly how to press her buttons. You know, he's leaving her that dog. He knows it will cause chaos. She's trying to sort of front it out. But then obviously she does really like the dog. And then he sort of and then just in giving Lillian that that coin with her date of birth on it yeah and 
that Why didn't he a... just buy her a fucking yeah. tombstone? You know? Yeah, there is almost something mocking about that and patronising mm. again. And it really annoyed me. I keep thinking I like Justin. And then, as P.G. Woodhouse says, sooner or later, out pops the cloven hoof. You know, and then I think, mm-hmm. no, 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 I don't like you. You are, you are patronising and you don't get it in the way Matt does. And I'm wondering if... If Matt actually says, all right, Pusscat, you've made it plain. I'll give up. I'll leave you alone. She yeah. would really miss him. Mm. But, I mean, do you really think that they'll get back together? Yes. And Justin and Justin will have to go back to London with his tail between his legs. Um, no, he'll stay and... in the village. He'll stay in the village. But I think... Right. I don't think we've seen the end of Matt, Tiger and Pusscat. No, well, they're, they're, it's, it's too good a story. It's too good a mm. dynamic to get yeah. rid of, isn't it? And... Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, thing is, that it, was, it was so good when he came back, wasn't it? <laughs> Hello, Pusscat. Did you miss me? <laughs> oh, brilliant. And the whole of Twitter just went, ah! <laughs> my Twitter feed just exploded. It's like my phone was smoke coming off it. Yeah, what do we'll you think? have the same reaction when Rob comes back. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Do, what, do you, do, what do you think? You think that there's no, no, no more... Well, I'm, do- I'm doing my usual vacillation. Yeah. Um, yeah. As in, sometimes I think, oh, no, it's ridiculous. And yes, like you, I think, oh, yes, they, they get on really well. Uh, Lillian and Justin, uh, they're good or whatever. Or they're good together. And then there is, there's just an awkward gear change, isn't there? Yeah. A slip of the clutch yeah, or something like that. Get it, and you yes. just think, oh, yeah, you don't quite get her. And, you know, in the beginning, you, you could understand that, but they've been together for ages now, haven't they? They must have been together for nearly a year. So you think he'd know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I understand. You know, so he was asking what, what he should buy for her birthday. And, you know, I might do that. You know, if it was a special birthday and you only know them a year, then, you know, you, you might go to close friends or family for that. So I, that doesn't really worry me. But it's, it, it was the soulmate thing, wasn't it? When she yeah. said, oh, we're soulmates. And yeah. then there was, as someone yeah. said on Twitter, tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah. Only for a short absolutely. period, but yeah. I think maybe she didn't hear him because she was checking her t- t- text message <laughs> app to see if Matt had. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Justin, darling. I thought there was a beep then. No, don't worry. Yes, don't worry. Okay, <laughs> yeah. something was vibrating. <laughs> oh, so dear. yeah, I think well, it's I a good think storyline. I mean, it's yeah, but will they will they go as far as getting married? Oh no! And, Thank no. God, I don't think she should get married. As I keep saying. I agree. A woman doesn't need a man to uh, to uh, justify uh, her existence. Well, Lillian doesn't uh, need a man to stuff things up because she does it perfectly well by herself, given half a chance. So you know. Oh. Well, she does in a good way, uh, in a silly old way. sod, isn't she? But you know, she's yeah. lovely to yeah. listen to. I'm coming. I'm coming round to. Well, I I think she should be on her own actually, but I'm coming round to the fact that. They're going to get back together, Lillian and Matt. Mm. Uh, it's going to be Tiger and Pusscat again. Yeah. But how long is it going to take? Is this really slow burn? Is I this going to be say, Christmas special? They could special? spin this out for ages, couldn't they? Yep. See, because they're viewing their listening figures drop over the summer because so many people are away. So yeah, they, they all tend... the listeners have gone to their house in Provence. Haven't yeah. They? <laughs> Or they're oh, camping in Wales. To pay their respects. So I yeah. don't know whether they'll do anything massive. Mm. Yeah, bonfire night. No, nothing ever happens on bonfire night, does it? Or Halloween or anything. No. 
It will be what it will be. Will be Justin will be caught out doing something sneaky and underhand. Oh, okay. And she'll 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 just say, "I didn't think you were like oh, better of you, Justin." And then the re- the differentiator he the, the differentiator will have gone. Mm. Then she'll think, "Well, they're all the same." Yeah. And then there'll be no 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 stopping her getting back with. Because there has been a dragon. lot. There's been a lot of not not mirroring but comparing different couples and and yeah. their their quandaries this week haven't they with mm-hmm. Harrison and Fallon yeah. too yeah and that that nonsense going on if i found someone to pay a deposit for a 250 <laughs> grand house i'd well i, <laughs> well, I, I would... don't my, my 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 rule for life is never laugh at a man who can only conjure up a small deposit <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, there's no answer to that, but, but it's broadcastable. <laughs> yeah, um, should we do Glenn Fuller Love now? Yeah. Hello, Dum to Dum. It's Glenn here. First this week, uh, I'd like to say I think we've heard an episode of The Archers at its best, which was the one when uh, the sad demise of Caroline was reported and uh, I thought it was really well done and a great tribute to to Sarah Coward. Uh, On a slightly lighter note, um, am I the only one who's surprised that um, the farmers of Ambridge are not beating a path to the door of the new restaurant about to open in Borchester trying to sell what we understand to be their very high-end produce like um, Brookfield beef, um, Hassett Hills lamb, um, the Fairbrother eggs, whatever they call them now, uh, Borchester blue cheese, Tom Archer sausages. You know, why aren't they getting in there and getting these things on the on the on the table of this? Uh, what is obviously going to be a Michelin starred establishment. And uh, finally, this week, is it again? Is it just me, or has the storyline have the storylines involving uh, Toby and Pip and Josh just stopped very abruptly? Um, we don't seem to have heard from Pip for a couple of weeks or so. Now, many people may think that's um, quite a good thing, but um, it, it, it does seem a bit strange um, that she's just you know, disappeared off the face of the planet, it seems. Um, perhaps she's the one that's doing all the marketing deals, and we're about to hear her come into the kitchen at Brookfield, when Jill is there, of course, and say to David, hey, just I've just done this fantastic deal for X tons of Brookfield beef, which I'm selling to, you know, whatever the place, the Two Sisters restaurant in, in Borchester, whatever it's called. Anyway, that's enough from me. Thank you very much for the podcast and keep it going. And uh, everyone in uh, everyone in Dumpty Dumland, have a great week. Quite right. Where the hell are Pip, Josh, Toby and Ben? Goodness only knows. All gone. Well... Yeah, I guess I don't know. It, it's weird that people just disappear, but I guess you know they. It's it's a money thing, isn't it? And it's fitting these storylines in. So when when the Robin Helen thing was going, everyone else disappeared. So now you've got these three or four main storylines. There's no room for that lot. Yeah. And they'll be back. They'll be back in a few weeks. So Pip is still living at. She's off doing the milking, she's isn't she? Living at Lower Loxley, and she's over at that other place doing the milking. Yeah. yeah. Licking out the silage clamp. Josh and Toby's. Well, Ben is just a Ben is just the noise of a door closing, so we don't know what's happened to him. <laughs> Josh and T- Josh is um, uh, Josh is still doing his his selling, isn't he? Yeah, he's rubbing down farming machinery with 
a wire wool brush, didn't he? <laughs> and and um, Rex had his birthday party and got off with somebody. Yeah. Um, and Re- Toby, not, we've heard absolutely nothing from. What, is he yeah. making his gin or what? I suppose so. Well, well, he's still making the gin because uh, because uh, Jolene gave a bottle of it to Lillian yes. for seventieth birthday. But um, yeah, we'd had enough of Toby anyway, hadn't we? We had really, I think. Yeah, and it, because he's because it. he's so annoying, he does tend to dominate scenes. Yeah, because, and, uh, because he's, he's so peculiar. Yeah, uh, uh, doubtless he'll come back. Um, and then this. So what you mentioned, Rex, and, and of course Anisha, and this kind of uh, this will they won't they thing, and um, yeah, they're they're bound to get it on together now, aren't they? Now that he's gone off with some um, woman he met at his birthday party, you think? Yes, I mean that's that's how they do but it. But every I mean, time, every time Anisha sort of gets a whiff of competition, she just runs away, doesn't she? Like she thought that she ran away as soon as she thought that he had a thing about Pip. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You're making me think about this. I plainly do not understand human nature. (laughs) (laughs) Or tires. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Oh, Lord. That was a very expensive drive in Wales, I can tell you. Oh, dear. So, yeah. Why would you string it out if nothing was going to happen? I think something will, but I think Anisha might go out with Toby for a little bit. What? <laughs> That's God. what I'd do if I was writing it. Okay. Because if she just wants a bit of fun, that's exactly what um, that's Pip exactly did. what Pip said to Toby. Yep. And then look what happened. And mm-hmm. if she says to him, I just want a bit of... And she's fed up with Rex fannying around and going off with different people and not sure about Pip and blah, 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 blah. And she'll say, sod this, I just want a bit of fun. Um, and then to, Rex will go berserk and say, you've done it again. You've taken the woman off me. And he'll say, but you weren't doing anything. That's mm. what I would do. But, okay. but she's got a lot of resistance to... He's got a lot of resistance to overcome because he's such an arse, isn't he? He's not yeah. her natural type by any means. No, did they? I mean, have they actually met? I didn't. They have a bit of a a ding dong to begin with. Oh yeah. no, that was Jazza. That, that was Jazza. Jazza Jazza's disappeared as well. I know. I know. I'm missing Jazza. Like the bloody Bermuda Triangle, the Borchester Triangle. He's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, but I think something will happen around around that because Rex just takes too long to do anything. Yeah. Well, he's. Too busy driving his taxi and taking delivery of goslings, isn't he, to uh, <laughs> oh, sort out God. the real priorities of I've life. I've forgotten we've got to go through all that gosling nonsense again, haven't we? <sighs> Good God, yeah. I mean, um, we worked out the finances of that, and he'd be better off doing a bleeding paper round, wouldn't he? Then? <laughs> well, I think that's the same as being... A... Oh, as long as he's not, he's not an Uber driver, is he? He's actually working for a proper minicab company. Yeah. Not, yeah. one, not one that right. rips you off left, right, and centre. Well, I guess in the countryside, they're all very she long fares. Everything's 25 quid a shot. To That's go true. To... Yes. So, you know, decent money can be made that way, I think. Who's next? <laughs> uh, I've just got visions of you being driven around the Welsh countryside in a taxi because you bust your car. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay. So, yeah, I did burst two tyres in Wales. And I... He hit a stone, I, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Man of the hills, drove over a stone and burst two tyres. 
Yeah. And it cost me 350 quid. Thank you very much. And I had two I had two recoveries. So, uh, um, what I would like to do is here if there are any Welsh Dumpty Dum listeners, uh, especially those from Snowdonia and in particular near Nantmore, I would like to say thank you very much to the wonderful people of Nantmore and the surrounding area for being so kind and helpful. I think I want to move to North Wales now. Everyone there is lovely. There we are. Go that far. Anyway. <laughs> well, I want to, dis- dear listener, I want to disassociate myself with those unkind and inaccurate remarks <laughs> made by Lucy V. Freeman. <laughs> I think the people of Wales are wonderful, and I have it from experience. So there. What I want to know is on that photo where you've got your top off yet again. <laughs> yes. I want to know some things. One thing: Do you yep. actually own a top? Yes. Okay. I'm wearing one now. Okay. Well, I've only got your word for that. <laughs> Two, second thing. Yeah. Had you mm. just come from a swim in the river? Did you? Yes, say? I had. Which okay. is why, which is why I'm glistening and wet. Right. <laughs> Stop it. Third thing. <laughs> were you smoking a cigar? Yes. What do you think that thing in my mouth was? Yes, I get that. But who the f- has a shower in effect? And then lights a cigar. It's for after dinner, not straight after a shower, you lunatic. Oh, I just, I just felt the urge to, uh, to spark up a Henry Winterman's. That is not a natural urge, can I just say. I'm full of unnatural urges, as you when, well know. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you're all sort of cold and brisk and famous five-ish from having a, having a, having a, having a... A, a splash about in the stream you don't mm-hmm. think i must now immediately pollute my body with a massive great cigar and anyway you told me you'd stop smoking i have but uh, sometimes when i go to the mountains i i have the odd cigar after i've conquered a hill are you pretending that you're in a western yes actually ah. i was i was pretending i was pretending that i was a cross between hannibal from the eighteen. i was gonna say you were doing the hannibal teeth clench weren't you yeah. Yeah. Um, Lee Majors from the Fall Guy, who yeah. smokes oh. that cigar in the hot tub. Oh, I love Lee Majors. Yeah. Sorry, can we just have a moment? <gasps> yes, certainly. Ah, thank God. <sighs> Carry on. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Finished. Yes. Okay. And um, who else smokes a cigar? Oh, Clint Eastwood, obviously. Yeah. I was a cross between those. Okay. Mm. You're not convinced, are you? <laughs> <laughs> It was lovely. I did, yeah, I did stop smoking about 12, 12 years ago. But, yeah, I, ha- I have the odd puff from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's just a strange place to do it. That's all I'm saying. Most all people right, would enough. not do that, just Dr. Shah. Goddess Diva now. Hello, Dumpty Dumbness. It's Goddess Diva here. Um, there's just a few things. One... Thank you all for your kind wishes and and celebrating my nuptials with the anarchist. It was all very lovely and wonderful. But that doesn't mean I'm less of a feminist. Like, a, I didn't take his name. I went back to my mother's maiden name. But B, how over am I having women get in to further a man's bloody redemption arc? Seriously, this whole Lexi and Roy, oh, she'll teach him the error of his ways and he won't be such a racist anymore is really annoying me. She sounds an interesting character in of herself. 
can we not just have her and Kirsty have a have a friendship? To be fair, though, I ship it. I'm shipping it so hard. <laughs> so yeah, can we not just have them be together and have this really cool friendship without her having to rescue a man from his ill, his ill thought out views on bloody immigration and British jobs for British people? <sighs> so yeah, married and happy, but still no less of a feminist. Um, other thing that's that's getting on my nerves a bit is the whole the whole Fallon and harassment burns thing because as you know I've never been a fan of harassment but Fallon you're making me agree with him go for yourself like seriously nappy like it doesn't really matter who comes up with the um with the deposit for the house and whatnot it's just a case of just if you really really love him if you really think it's going to be all right then then just go for it. It's a good idea if you're that bothered. But Harrison is pissing me off. This is a man who pretty much defended her against her will for their first date, so like, fuck off. Anywho, I'm I'm off. I'm going to go off and carry on being happily smug married and love you all and have a lovely, lovely week. Goddess Diva out. Yes, why does Lexi have to be an adjunct? Possibly because she's a little bit boring by herself. There's so many, so many times that we can hear her not on, we can hear her kind of um, failing to understand colloquialisms, isn't there? Before she actually has to do something. Uh, Which I presume will be Snog Roy and teach him the error of his Brexit ways. Yes, well, that, that, uh, did we work out who was Brexit and who was Remain? I think I think there are a variety. Well, he definitely is because he said he. Oh was. yeah, he admitted to it. Um, uh, but I, th- I think we there were various um, uh, people had various theories on who voted mm. what. But nobody said for we need to get Uncle God carry on, don't we, to decide? Yeah, definitely. Mm. But um, I think you're right. There's going to be a, a, a snogging among the strawberries or something yeah. like that. Um, it is it is interesting, as you said earlier, that she did mention she has a degree in. Hospitality. Uh, hospitality management. Yeah. So, yeah, she is probably heading that way. Yes. Or remember when Kirsty said that she was fed up of folding yep. towels? Yeah. Maybe she's just going to replace Kirsty because I used to like Kirsty a lot, but she's... Uh, she's like listening she's... to Jeremy Corbyn now. It's like she's like Jeremy Corbyn's got hold of the microphone and won't let go. Yeah, and it's just and that inverted snobbery about yeah. about the, the restaurant yeah. taking over. And you think, well, right, this the Happy Friends Cafe or Dirty Fingers Cafe or whatever we're calling cafe. it. Filthy Fingers Cafe. Um that's it's it's uh, staffed by volunteers yeah. helping people who don't have jobs to eat food. Whereas yeah. you can have a, a good high class restaurant that employs people yeah. and enables them to live their lives. What's yeah. wrong with that? And Kirstie. also, yeah, Kirsty. Mm. And also, you what is being in catering and that. Yeah. When she said about the Duxford sisters, she said, they're known for their extravagance and their wastefulness. Nobody in catering, you could, it's difficult enough to make a living in catering. Yeah. Without being deliberately wasteful. If you're deliberately wasteful, you might as well throw in the towel now because you have to be, that's the way that you make money. By yep. cannily using 
the same ingredient sort of three different ways to 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 you know so you're you're spending it's the same outlay to get three different results if you're deliberately wasteful that's the kind of thing that they did in the 80s nobody can afford to be like that now and survive yeah i mean they could say oh they're quite picky and they will they will return uh, uh meat fish yeah. vegetables etc that, that they don't like the the quality of but uh, but every restaurant will do that if you didn't have any kind of quality control then yeah. you would be you would yeah, be doing a disservice to yourself yeah mm. or my house but um <laughs> oh i've got a ricotta lasagna for later Have anyway you? thrilling that sounds yes. very odd ricotta lasagna ricotta and spinach lasagna yeah. Oh, I see. So, what, the ricotta's in the cheese sauce or the ricotta is part of the layers or what? don't know. I've yet to heat it up in the oven. Did you not make it? I'll read it? the back. No, I didn't have time. As you know, I was running late today, so I didn't have time. I, I bought it from um, I'll read a place. the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's me thinking yeah. that you've handcrafted it lovingly and then you go, I, I must actually, read the I back. Actually, I had it delivered from the Duxford sisters. Thank you very much. <laughs> It was a bit bashed up because it had wobbled about in that big square box on the boy's back. But um, <laughs> it's probably more of a soup now than a lasagna. Yeah, ricotta soup. Oh, God, I know what that would look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound too good at all, does it? No, I've completely forgotten what we were talking about now. We, Lexi. I've distracted oh, you. Oh, oh. Lexi. Did you notice as well that Lexi said she had got two daughters? Yes. Violetta was one. Violetta. I don't yeah. know what the other one was. But there were 14 and something else. So the 14-year-old, mm-hmm. that would fit in with Josh. Uh, no, not maybe not Josh because she's a bit too young. But kind of it will be another because there's quite a few boys coming up and we need to sort of um, Rory balance them out. Rory. Rory. Mm. Rory. We've yet to hear Rory. Yeah. We must hear Rory at some stage, surely. You know what'll happen. He'll come back from private school and go, I say, Jennifer, and we'll all go, ah, who's that? And then we'll realise <laughs> who it is. That is exactly what's going to happen, isn't it? And everyone will go, bloody hell, he sounds like everybody else. <laughs> Which is what everyone <laughs> always says, because it's true. Um, he'll but yeah, like Lexi, and Roy, Lexi and Roy will get together at some yeah. stage. Um, and it will be really, really boring. Yes. Because Roy is a bit dull, isn't he? He's Let's incredibly face it. dull. Yes. And uh, yes, and Lexi sounds far too interesting for him. But then it's the it's the it's the Will and Nick syndrome, isn't it? The girls always end up with men that are not good enough for them. But there we go. I only hope that's true. Also, when for my Su- own sake. <laughs> Susan, when Shula was banging on, sorry if this sounds disrespectful. When mm-hmm. Susan was, but when Shula was banging on about um. Oh, I've got to tell this person and that person and that person and that person about Caroline. I thought, yep. just tell Susan. Then he told everybody. Yeah. Why well, you, you don't need to ring everybody separately. You know, if you want to do the I've... job swiftly, Susan, the end. Yeah. Well, um, when I die, I, I, I'll just tell my friends to have a, you know, a WhatsApp group and they can just send it out <laughs> on mass. I don't care. I'll be dead, won't I? A WhatsApp group. What would they call it? Rob's dead, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Rob, no more. No more naked fingers. Oh, oh sad. What a That's sad depressing. thought. Yeah. Right, I'm, um, I'm just ticking off my things here. Happy friends, Lexi and Roy. Will. Will's reaction to Caroline. Well, he's come round now, hasn't he, to the idea of, um, of women in the cricket team because Caroline's died, which makes the sort of logic that would only work with Will, really. <laughs> 
I didn't realise that Caroline was... Uh, Caroline. Caroline. Does he have a parrot on his shoulder? It sounds <laughs> like he should have a parrot on his shoulder. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. Hi there, Dante Drummers. It's JoJo Sexy Heels here. Uh, it's Thursday morning. It's about half past eight. On Tuesday, I was at my favourite uncle's funeral and memorial service. And so on Wednesday morning, when I walked the dog, I was listening to Dumpty Dum and listened to the second part of Dumpty Dum this morning, followed by Tuesday night's episode of The Archers. And the writing of Caroline having passed away not only brought tears to my eyes, but I'm walking the dog around the field uh, with tears running down my face. And the usual dog walkers just sort of acknowledging me and just leaving me to my own private grief. Partly my uncle, I think, it brought it home again, but also, oh my goodness me, I could feel Oliver's pain. And yes, Caroline's been part of my life for many, many, many a year. And very, very sad. And I just wanted to um, just share how I felt. Okay, bye for now. But Caroline was actually a woman. And she was yes. very capable and funny and yes. uh, able to, to, to equal any man, if not, if not beat many of them. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a little bit... I can understand why, why the Grundies... You know, their second thought after hearing Carolina's died is, oh, where does that leave us? Yes, because you yeah. would, wouldn't you? Yeah, so yeah. for Will to Will to react That's to that, I can also understand. Feed. But them yeah. to be so contrite afterwards. I mean, yeah. Uh, I was I was at my mother's over the weekend and she said, well, they weren't close at all. She said, as far as I know, he hadn't seen her for ages. But even before <laughs> she went to Tuscany, he hadn't, you know, it wasn't like he was popping around there endlessly or anything. Is so, this his first experience of bereavement? Um, apart apart from, the, from that dog that got shot. Yeah, and the ferret that his granddad killed. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think it is. I think it well, is. Well, that could be it. But Will is always incredibly concerned that everybody does the right thing, isn't he? He's in, yeah. in, incredibly um, sort of anxious about social about getting things right and things looking right and, you know, how things look. So he would be terribly worried that the Grundies were going to not be respectful. And also that because he said, I should go there, I should go and see Oliver and everything, because he's desperately floundering around thinking, what what would a normal family do? I don't yes. know. What would a normal family do? So he said, Because there was that line where he said, is there something I should be doing yeah. officially as her godson? Yeah, yeah. Not really. No. She was an atheist for a start. So uh, how, yeah. can, how can you be their godmother if you... Uh, I, know. I, I know that the role has changed. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a religious tutoring it's and mentoring guide, role. It's guide so, parent, isn't it? Guide mother, it's called. Yeah. Is it? Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. I'm not anyone's guide father. I'm, I'm Really, I'm not surprised. If you have <laughs> cigars straight after a shower, of course you're not. I'm more of a naughty uncle. <laughs> Stop it! That sounds like such a creepy. 
In fact, didn't Lord uh, Lord Louise say that she regarded me as the naughty uncle of Dumpty Dum, which I, I was very flattered. Thank you very much. You know me only too well. If you substitute creepy for naughty, then you're absolutely bang <laughs> on the money. <laughs> creepy uncle. Creepy cigar smoking. Naked fingers, the creepy uncle. <laughs> oh, no. Why is everyone so mean to me? <laughs> Love it. Stop moaning. I can't, can't get enough of it. That was the end of the calls. Marvellous. Well, I think it's about time we had a little bit of Facebook and social media from Yokel Bear, who is sitting at the wheel of his big gay tractor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, I'm Lucy. And this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years. And I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, If your dogs get on, you tend to just, you say, which way are you going? Can I come with you? And you just sort of amble along. And you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations. Partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front, so there's no embarrassing eye contact. If things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant have children we've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died and the owner says oh I can never have another one and then in a couple of months time they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them and um we've seen people's marriages break down new romances start it's a lovely way to start your morning it never fails to give me something something nice to think about something interesting to think about even if it's not nice And 
having a dog is a sort of a, a universality really the people aren't all like me as I hope you'll realize over the course of the series Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti-Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South. The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, foreign. The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist, not complete, but they not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election, the total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it's not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. Hello, Dumb to Dumb, it's Yoko Bear here calling with the Social Media Roundup. Um, going to start very briefly on the forum this week, only briefly there because I've got quite a lot to say about um, what's on the Book of Ace this week. Um, but there is a nice little thread um, just speculating who would be the next cricket captain if it's not harassment. Um, Janice Pope says, Tracy Horobin, and that will backfire on fire uh, on will in a way the election did on Theresa May she says oh Tracy Horobin has a great ring to it um, but Fat Friend has said what about Anisha well I think the general view coming across is that the next cricket um, team captain should be a woman very topical what with Doctor Who and everything um, 
on the book face though we started the week talking about the puppy ruby the new puppy um sue gedge says the puppy will chew lillian's designer shoes make a filthy mess all over the floor floor lap uh, yap god i can't even speak yap bark sink its teeth into her leg so very bad move matt um well, I think by the end of the week it kind of backfired on Matt a little bit. Um, I think Justin's been quite clever about the puppy. Claire Asprey, though, says it's bloody ridiculous. If anything, a pussycat would have been more appropriate. But she's glad that Jolene is smelling a rat about all the Matt's ancient history stuff. Yeah, Claire, I think you're right. There's more to come on this, definitely. Um... Leslie Hughes says of the puppy, though, I'm imagining a face-off between the puppy and Hilda Ogden, and I think the cat will win. Leslie, there's no doubt, smart money on the Hellcat. Um, on to a more serious thing, though, um, and the passing of Christine, which I thought was done really sensitively and really brilliantly. Um, Karen Cunningham summed the plot what I thought when she said beautifully done the fitting tribute I'm glad that they've um, decided not to recast the part um, she, and also that she almost forgave William for being a totally sexist pig yeah I did for a bit it's a moment of weakness though I kind of got over it though but yeah it was I was, feel, I was, was feeling a bit for Will as well Anthony Ogden said it was very touching and sobbed a little bit more than expected um, the Chutney comment was what got Anthony um, yeah for me it was the she bought too many peaches it was just the, 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 the normality of it the script writers did so well um, Louise Norton and said so well done so well done welling up um in our house yeah i think it was great um later on that week we it was sparked off by lexi and roy are they gonna date so i got um dumpty dummers to write spoof tinder profiles for um the residents of Ambridge, and a couple made me laugh into my scruff skin. Um, Quentin Bennett said, Swipe right, you won't regret hooking up for, with the Tobster. Looking for fun times and cheap digs, girly farmers need not apply. So, yes, that one for Toby, spot on, Quentin. Um, but one that did make me laugh was Andy Bent. Silver Fox looking, um, Silver Fox looking seeks lady race, um, racy ladies who promised not to talk about kitchen renovations um, or recipes for game pie. I can't accommodate, but don't read anything into that. I'm not married and definitely don't have a house constantly full of insufferable children. Definitely not married, honestly. And another one, Izzy Brooke, and ginspirational is now my word of the week. Um, a ginspirational young lady who enjoys the finer things in life, likes a bad boy, or do I, looking for a man with money to treat a honey. Um, there were some brilliant ones. Um, also, our own Millie Bell, um, taking um, a quick break from her travels to check in, asked, who's the current manager of Grey Gables? And this was for a reason, which is absolutely right, which is, where's Cathy? Where's Cathy? Caroline has died, and there's nothing... We, we've not heard Cathy. Um, so, yeah, I think that's worth um, worth reporting. We've, we ended the week on a bit of, like, hatred for Tom. Um, Tessa Herring said, well, you know, he's a decent bloke, but God, he's tedious. Um, he can be a tedious and obsessive sometimes. 
Um, I said, hands up if you're fed up with him talking about uh, the fermented food. And Joel Heeson said, if I could press the like button on this 52,000 times in agreement with this comment, I would. think it summed up a lot for us. Anyway, that's it for this week. So, um, again, you'll have me again next week, you lucky people. Bye. Uh, sorry, Yokel Bear, we just want to make it clear that we do not know the sexual orientation of your tractor. We're making a massive assumption, assuming it's gay. It could well be a straight tractor. I don't know. Yes, and I didn't write that bit. I'm just reading it. <laughs> so you, you can't touch me for it. Just following orders. <laughs> now, I am having a Dumpty Dum quiz on September the 8th. Uh, hey. Derek Fletcher will be there with his unfeasibly large equipment, as will Parvel and possibly some special guests which i have yet to organize uh <laughs> it is in aid of refuge and it'll take place at the rosen crown which is a pub in walthamstow on the victoria line and it starts at 7 p.m it is a very good pub with very good real ale a lot of stairs so if you don't like stairs don't come and okay. um uh, the quiz will veer between the ludicrous and the serious and uh you can book up via eventbrite uh if you look at our twitter feed uh yokel bear has made it the pinned tweet at the top well i was very excited when you you messaged me to say you were having uh, a dumpy dumb quiz and could i come along to it and take part and then i realized i'd be in san francisco at the time so yes royfield's sodding off as well so it's me and derek thanks everybody well maybe i can do a live skype in or something like that are you kidding We'd we'll be lucky if we can get the mics to work. Never mind doing a live sodding Skype in flipping mirror. <laughs> That's true, and it is eight hours yes. uh, no, behind. So no, no. So I'll be very drunk and, and strolling up the Castro. Yes. Back to my cigar. friend's house. Actually, I might be in Sonoma by then. Mm. Mm, very nice. Anyway, enough of enough of my my glamorous travel exploits. You are the Judith Chalmers of podcasting, are you not? I am. Well, I've got a similar suntan to Judith Chalmers now. (laughs) And she has similar uh, hair problems Cigar smoking, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I've just thought of something very rude, which I'm not going to say. (laughs) Now, we have uh, a Dumpty Dum coming up, and it's in the, the fair county of Yorkshire. So if any of you are hanging around Tadcaster... In Yorkshire and fancy a Dumpty Dum meetup, Zoe is organising one at the end of July. The action will take place at Everything Good Goes from 6pm on Friday the 29th of July. Get in touch with her via the forum and have a rocking Tadcaster Friday. Oh, look, I pronounced it wrong then. I'm supposed to be from Yorkshire. Tadcaster. A rocking Tadcaster Friday. Oh, my family will disown me. Right then, Lucy, can we have... Have you heard that very old joke about Yorkshire pronunciation? A man, a man's wife dies and uh, he pays for the headstone. And mm-hmm. um, he said, I want Lord, she was thine on the headstone. Mm-hmm. And the gravedigger says, right, all right. And he, go, he says, it's all done. It's all up. Come and see it. So he goes to see it and it says, Lord, she was thin. <laughs> it says on the he says that's no good you missed the e off he said oh right i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry come back tomorrow come back tomorrow so he comes back tomorrow and then it says e lord she was then (laughs) (laughs) yes i do remember that one (laughs) thank you for reminding me of it oh dear yes but i yes i apologize it's tadcaster right i think we can move on to your tweet of the week okay uh so duckling tuft said, the way things are going, the Duxford sisters will be Rory's attorney. 
Um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> do you think we're ever going to meet them? Oh, we are, aren't we? Because they're coming to open the fate worse than death. I think they'll get proper celebrity chefs to. Uh... They're not going to maybe be like Mel those... and Sue. Mel and Sue will play them. That's my. I'm putting a fiver on that. Those awful sisters. You know those completely potty sisters. That. Well. Without getting into hot water, can I just say that I think clean eating can be something of an excuse for other slightly more serious eating issues that get... Oh, right, yes. <laughs> yes. And there are two two exponents of this called the Helmsley sisters. Ah, yes, i And they do them. things like try and persuade you that a pavlova made with no sugar and just egg white on its own and some corn flour and... Um, some what would they have something like unsweetened rhubarb with a bit of carob sprinkled over it and they they make this thing and they're going "Mm," and they're trying to convince you that it's lovely and it just looks like vomit in a bowl and you just think nobody would want to eat that and all they talk about is how little this it's got in it and how little that's it got in it and you just think yes but it's got little taste and little it doesn't look very nice and it's got little you know Little I'd appeal, rather not bother. that's what it's got. Exactly, I'd rather not bother. And by the look of them, they frequently lo- rather not bother most of the time. But it's the most peculiar, they're the most peculiar pair. And whenever they mention the Doxford sisters, I have I have visions of of them, those two. I really hope that we're not going to have them introduced. Because I can't figure out, sorry, we've gone right off Tweet of the Week now. <laughs> we but, sorry, yes, sorry. sailed away from Tweet of the Week. Um, are you thinking longingly of your ricotta lasagna? Not now. Okay. I'm thinking of that sugar-free rhubarb pavlova <laughs> sprinkled with carob. <laughs> Sorry, put you right off. Um, I, what is going to happen? I cannot believe that this Filthy Fingers Cafe has been introduced for no reason. And that Kirsty said she wanted to get a new career for no reason. Mm. So if, is Kirsty going to set up like a food banky type restaurant or something? Maybe. But where? Uh, Hollow tree. What in, in a, a barn? Shed? <laughs> when, when, when the when the when the gin production, when scruff gin production goes um, nipples aloft, as yeah. I've been told to say, um, uh, she'll move in there. Ah. Yeah. Yes. There we are. It's um, anyway. It's hardly a we, hot. Hot, um, hot location though, is it? When people have to bump over a cart track to get to it. Anyway, never mind. Well, there better be something in this because if I hear about the Filthy Fingers Cafe one more time, I'm going to get very, very annoyed. So some, there better be a bloody point to it. Anyway. It's just about getting Jill and Kirsty close. For what? Just in time for Jill to die. Oh no! Is that what you think? No, no, I'm just saying things to upset you. <laughs> My pleasure. Nice man you are. Lady Danny Marinic, who said about the sad news about Caroline's death, well, I'm guessing Cathy will be stunned into silence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh. Meddlesome Matty said, what's the puppy's name? Len Fairclough or Albert Tatlock? (laughs) (laughs) Albert Tatlock is the best name I've ever heard for a puppy. That is brilliant. Um, Kernow27 had... Drunk pussycat crouching tiger. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeremy Peake is taking the piss out of Furman Tom at the food uh, awards and said, 
answer three simple questions about fermented foods and win a bucket to be sick in. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, very good. I, I was behind a gentleman in the in the supermarket queue today, and he was buying sauerkraut. Really? And I, I was on the way here to record that, and I did, I did think of Firm and Tom there. <laughs> Anybody that buys it or eats it, it's a horrid. I know some. I hate pickledy things anyway, but I know some people absolutely love them. They are supposed to be terrifically good for you, aren't they? No, it's a load of nonsense. Where's the scientific evidence? Yeah, they're good for you because I guess because they're vegetables and vegetables are good for you. Yes. But don't share an office with anyone who eats a lot of kimchi. That's all (laughs) I can say. Oh, right. Um, I have to do my bit now, don't I? Um, uh, If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com or you can get the company that you work for to sponsor us. Because, oh, and I forgot to say, this week we are in Mm. iTunes New and Noted. Oh, are we? Oh, we are. So Ooh. we might have lots of new listeners this week. Hello, new Marvelous. listeners. If you work for a very rich company that would like to sponsor Dumpty Dum, please get in touch with us. Marvellous. Back to you, Mr. Fingers. Also, uh, pop along to iTunes and uh, give us a raving review. Uh, and by raving, I mean raving about us, not a raving I was say, man. A rave. I think it's a rave review, not a raving review. Yeah. We don't just Sorry. have lots of hysterical people shouting. I that won't be a Tell you what, I, I've realised I've made a mistake. I'm never doing this podcast sober again. <laughs> uh, give us a five star review. Say how wonderful Lucy and Royfield are. I, I don't. I don't suffer. I don't suffer compliments very well. So don't bother mentioning me. Yes, please do. And. Uh, and that will bump us up the charts and we'll be new and noted for the next 10 years. So pop along to that and any other podcatcher that, um, that, that gives a review section, say something nice about us. And, you know, we'll be very, very appreciative. All right. I've got my last bit now, haven't I? Because yes. I, I rambled on so much. Here we are. Right. Don't bother editing this. Remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the site or call 0203-031-3105. That's 0203-031-3105 to leave a message. You can find Dumpty Dum at Dumpty Dum on Twitter, and I am at Naked Fingers, and Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman. And that's your lot. Right. right, you can go and have your lasagna now. Horrid as it sounds. <laughs> I will tweet a picture of it as I scrape it into, into, into the, the food caddy. <laughs> yes. Will you have your top on when you send the picture? Yes, I will. I don't usually take my top. It's only recently, like in the last two or three times, that I've, I've taken my top off for a picture. I'm not. No, I'm not, not that page sort of seven girl normally, are you? No. I'm not, no. But no. you know, it's, only it's, for it's, art, it's... only when it's artistic or when the part really calls for it. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me, <sighs> Lord! Right. There we... Okay. Okay. I shall Let's hope Royfield Roy can week. put that one together. Yes. Actually, the bandwidth was quite good this week. I didn't. Yes, hear... nobody. We didn't drop out. I wasn't talking to myself for any long length of time. I don't think, unless she went off to go no. and making up a tea halfway through. 
No, I didn't. I heard you all the way through. Marvellous. Oh, when you said strong lemon drink, that was Kevin Eldon, wasn't it? Um, it might be. I don't know. I had well, I had a, a friend uh, that used to say weak lemon drink, which was, which is obviously funnier than strong lemon drink. But I don't know. Kevin Eldon in in what? Kevin Eldon was a show big years train. ago. Yes, and uh. he used to talk about hobbies. What hobbies you should have? And he said one of my hobbies is strong lemon drink. And he used to <laughs> say in this bizarre nasal voice, "You just reminded me. That's what it was." I mm, think so. Quite possibly. Mm. Uh, uh, I've trawled that up from the back of my brain somehow, but it was true. I was having. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Blood blister. Um, yes, I was having. I was, you know, I needed to lubricate my throat. It's the first day back after a holiday, and it's really tough. And oh, my legs are killing me from walking up and down Scottish mountains. My back and neck are killing me from sleeping in a bloody tent. Hang on, you went to Wales. Why were you walking up and down Scottish mountains? Oh, did I say Scottish? I meant uh, Welsh. Okay. Mountains. Mountains. Just mountains. And then my head was hurting after getting drunk at the pub quiz last night. But there we Uh... go. And we won the pub quiz. We won the pub quiz. But I forgot how much. You always win the pub quiz. Well, not always. I always mention it when we win. But um, I've forgotten. I've forgotten how much we won and who we decided to give the money to. But um, I think it was Help the Aged because my friend Norman's uh, mum died on Saturday, which was sad. But she was 101, but it's still sad. Um, we've had a, someone wants to know, um, uh, Ben Johnson would like you to answer the accusations that Hugo Melling is actually naked fingers in disguise. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, did you sort out your, your worky things, the, the people not turning up for work? Yeah, I just I just left them to it and said, sod it. My sister is having a nightmare. She's in Cambridgeshire. She's having an yeah. absolute bloody nightmare. She said she can't, because she's in a golf leisure centre place that's sort of mm. out of town. It's in Brampton, wherever that is. Okay. Mm. And um, she said, so people have to have a car. She yep. keeps getting these 20-year-olds who are reliant on their parents for lift. So every time their parents say, oh, I can't be bothered to take you, where they just don't turn up for work. They say, oh, I can't get a lift. So that's it. They just don't come. Or they say, yep. I've got a bit of a cold that apparently goes on for six days. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means I can't come into work. She's, she keeps interviewing people. She offers people the job. They don't then reply to say that they're taking it. And she never hears from them yep. again. She's having an absolute... Is it always like this? Yes, oh, it is. Jesus. That's what millennials are like. Bloody hell. I know. And... Uh... Well, Oxford is 100% employment, essentially. So uh, we right. rely almost exclusively on um, people that Roy would have sent back. Uh, right. Yeah. Because I, I, I said to her, can, can you not get some, some really good, you know, reliable Polish people? And she said, I'd love to, but they don't apply because we, unless we can provide like a minibus to go around and pick everybody up and drop them off, they can't get here. And it might end up being that, but that's what right. they'd have to do. Yeah. Oof. Otherwise, because and there is what's happening is um, that the catering industry, restaurants, etc., are expanding much faster than than people are being trained to work in the catering industry. So there's a severe shortage, not not only of waiting staff, but people who are higher up the management role yeah. ladder. Yeah. yeah. But there we are. Well, she was thinking, you know, am I am I doing something? Wrong. No, she's I mean, not. She, she, she just said, I can't believe how many... Uh, she's, 
you know, she said you spend two whole days interviewing. You yep. offer the job to three people and they don't even reply, you know, to say that they want it or they don't. She said it's just, you know. Mm, yeah, uh, we we have uh, we employ uh, we employ full timers and casuals um, and casuals are, you know, it, it's not a zero contract because they can go and work zero hours contract and go and work for anyone else. It's just as and when we need people because we couldn't afford to employ yeah. people. You know, 40 hours a week because we yeah. it's chucking money down the drain. Uh, uh, but we, we do employ a lot of extra people over the summer because we're busier. And uh, you'll get a lot of students, British students that will apply and, and they say, oh, yeah, I need some extra money over. And you say, yeah, can you start? And I say, oh, yeah, but I'm going on holiday for a month. And you go, no, that's not... <laughs> Okay. So in the three you're days to... you're here, let's let's yeah. say yes, because by the time you've got the hang of where the loo is, that's it. You'll be off again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And you have to do. I mean, the right to work check thing as well. You, obviously, you have to make sure that everyone is eligible to work in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, which is it's yeah, it's it gets a bit scary when you're looking at documents that you don't really know about. But it, yeah. so much easier when people have got an EU passport. But God knows what's going to happen to that. Yeah. When when this whole this whole palaver yeah. kicks in. I nearly said Farago then. That's probably the <laughs> correct term, wasn't it? That's now my safe word, Farago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, so <sighs> just tell her that it's, it is not her. It no. is, uh, I, we have exactly the same situation and they'll stay for two And you're months. in the middle as well, aren't you? Yeah, we're in the centre of Oxford. Um, but it's, 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 if you're based in, uh, in, a, in a, a fairly wealthy area then there's a lot of there's a lot of employment opportunities but also accommodations expensive so people you know they, they can't afford to live and work in that area yeah. and that's getting the, the getting the way here in oxford and we've got a new shopping center opening uh, in october i think and they're, they're reckoning to be employing three and a half thousand people, all told, in this shopping centre. You think, well, where the hell, where the hell are these people coming from? Where are they going to live? Yeah, yeah. Lord knows. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's. I, I wasn't going to drink, but I might go and have a whiskey now. Thanks very much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't think that would go with ricotta lasagna at all. But anyway, there we go. It might go before and after that. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> mm, all right. Well, okay. Thank you very see much. See you on. Okay. Ta-ta. Take care. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.